Okay, now discuss the Doolittle. Oh, but I don't want to do much. No, we'll do little. Um, so I was just reading this thing that was spilling the tea on the Doolittle movie. Somebody who worked on the movie posted about it on Reddit. They said <laughs> that the movie was uh, deep in production hell last year. They started filming scenes before they had uh, even planned where the animated animals would be standing. It was nuts. Then the Batchet director went and got fired, which was a little too late after his insane help person's subsequent banning them stepping foot into both the lead concept department and the lead previs animation department. Then he meant that the previous the previs department be fired because we can figure that out on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's, that's not what you want to do. And then the the person the person who worked on the production said, "Yes, Stephen, you can figure out where five plus animated characters and Robert Downey Jr. is standing when you have thirty individual camera shots to film on a Monday morning. You fucking moron!" <laughs> oh, I love man. that. Honestly, this is good. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> who am I kidding? Well, apparently they they um they brought in um some people from Lego Batman and the TMT movies to fix it after they fired that guy. But this person said that they had worked on it um, before all of that happened. So they didn't get to see any of that. And they said, if they make it even halfway watchable, they should earn medals. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just like the first Dr. Doolittle, like the 1958 one, whatever is just a shit movie. So I don't even understand how the Eddie Murphy one came about. The Eddie Murphy one's insane because, like, I remember when I was in elementary school reading the Dr. Doolittle book, and I was like, this isn't anything like the movie. (laughs) I can't say I've read the book. That's why I didn't really understand what I was watching because my only knowledge of Dr. Doolittle is the Eddie Murphy movie, so you can only (laughs) imagine how confused I was watching that trailer. (laughs) Have you you seen the um, clip? That was vi- went viral on Twitter from the original movie. I don't remember. So basically, it's Doctor Doolittle carrying a seal in like women's clothing of that time period, <laughs> and then he like makes out with the seal and then mm. releases it into sea. <laughs> okay. I do think it a, a realization kind of dawned on me today um, that do you think on the Wild Thornberries uh, the main character's name was Eliza because Eliza Doolittle is the character from My Fair Lady? But what does it have to do with My Fair Lady? It doesn't, but she talks to animals and so did Dr. Doolittle. So it's like Eliza Doolittle. You can't call oh. her that. Let's call her Eliza Thornberry. Got it. Maybe that's a that's a good spot. Or maybe if it's not an homage, maybe it was just a coincidence that that's how they came up. They ended up there. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I support it. I like that theory. Yeah. I feel like there's something there. Um, according to this person, we attempted to talk and show the director some cinematic sense, but he was literally insane. 
He almost put his fist through an 8K TV because the talking goose wasn't on screen while it was talking in one shot. Even though he asked the week before uh, for us to move the goose out of the shot because the audience doesn't need us to hold their hand and point to them to every character that's currently talking. But here's the kicker. We had footage of him the week before asking to remove the goose off the screen. It was his idea to record every meeting so that we couldn't misinterpret his instructions. <laughs> wow, this person hilarious. sounds like a psychopath. I wonder what he's done besides this. What's his name? Steven Gagan. Yeah, I don't, I'm not aware. I'm looking it up. But every time people talk about Robert Downey Jr., all I can think of, like, how in 2008, he was nominated for an Oscar for doing blackface. And mm-hmm. I, I don't get how that just went away. Well, it's because it wasn't, like... I I think because the, like, joke in the movie is how fucking stupid it is that he's doing blackface. But, like, he's still doing blackface. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think it's because of the way the movie is set up. It's not, like... He's not playing... Like, it's it's situational. I think because of what the movie is, nobody's, like, upset about it. Well, I am. This guy directed Syriana and Traffic and Gold, which was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. Gold? Although, yeah. Oh, and maybe Alfie. You, here's my favorite story about Gold. And I, because I know I'm saying we're talking about Gold. I truly have no idea story. what movie this is. Okay, so it's a movie that came out in 2016. And it was Matthew McConaughey as some guy who was going to look for gold in the jungle. I watched this whole movie. I couldn't tell you anything that happens in it. It was very forgettable. <laughs> but the thing I'll always remember about this movie is that there was a, a teaser poster for it. Um, and we had the teaser poster instead of the normal poster. Um, but the poster was outside of, of the theater. And this man came in. And he goes, one ticket for Christmas, please. And we're like, what? And he's like, Christmas, the movie Christmas. I want a ticket to see Christmas. And we're like, there's not a movie here that's called Christmas. And he goes, you have a poster for it outside. It says Christmas. I want to see Christmas. And it was like February or something like that. I think I know where this is going. Right. So I was like, we don't have a movie called that. And then he, he left. And then I went outside to look. And the teaser poster for gold has the word gold in big letters at the top for the title. And then in very tiny little little letters across Matthew McConaughey's butt, it said Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And I was like, are you fucking... This guy looked at this poster. And I can show you the poster. I'll send it to you. Because I've told this story often. That he looked at that poster and was like, this movie must be called Christmas. <laughs> well, Matthew McConaughey's ass is right there. How did the creators expect people to look it's anywhere true. else? But he's playing like a go- like a gross looking dude in that. Okay. Uh, I am physically and mentally exhausted right now. I bet. Because I've been look at, writing a screenplay. Look at that poster. Tyler doesn't care. No, you can tell me about it, but I want you to look at that poster and tell me what you think the name <laughs> What did you send it via? Text. Okay, there it is. Gold. <laughs> That's wild. Like, I would think... I would he think literally title, thought the movie was called Christmas. I would think the title's either It Was Never About the Money or Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Before reaching Christmas. And he's in 
the jungle. This doesn't look like a Christmas movie. That game is insane. Although, he's wearing a hat, and that, so he doesn't look... He's, like, wearing a bald cap and stuff like that. Maybe so, it's called hat. <laughs> All right, Quinn, tell me about how mentally oh. exhausted you are. So, I have been taking part in... I signed up to do, like, this 48-hour screenplay writing competition. There's like, mul- there's, like, four rounds throughout the, like, next six months, depending mm-hmm. on how I do. And I got the first assignment Friday at midnight. I was all excited. I was feeling good. And then I get my assignment. The genre was historical fiction. The mandatory set setting was gymnasium. And then the mandatory prop was catheter. Which Are you listening? is yeah. the worst combination of words I could have ever asked for. Catheter? Catheter! And it's like, I've never written historical fiction at all you should have what did you decide to write about what was the the, what was the other prop that you had gymnasium it had to take place in a gymnasium so how does the catheter get into gymnasium who knows i bet whoever invented the catheter you could have done a biopic about them well yeah because to me historical fiction isn't just stuff that takes place in the past it has to be like history you know what i mean oh i just uh I mean, I'm sure this is something you also had to deal with, but I just Googled the word catheter. I didn't think about the ramifications of that <laughs> until, it was, <laughs> until it was too late. <laughs> oh, I'm very familiar with the whole history of the catheter after this weekend. Oh, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, I know. He invented it. You never would have saw it coming. <laughs> I didn't think that they would have been around back then. Actually, they've been around since the Roman time of the Romans, but... Benjamin Franklin came up with what the, we see as the modern catheter. Now, question, not Quinn, because like I haven't done the research sheep ladder yet. that they would have... St- yeah, not just shoving up some animal intestine up your dick hole. Knowing, knowing <laughs> that it's Benjamin be Franklin... Was, right? I think so. <laughs> knowing that it's Benjamin Franklin, was it a sex thing? I, they didn't have that in the Wikipedia. <laughs> Right. Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't say that it wasn't a sex thing, mm-hmm. it's a sex thing. Yeah, but so I ended up writing about H. 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 Holmes that I put too many H's in. The America's first <laughs> serial <laughs> killer, Triple H. Holmes. Triple H's last name is Holmes, isn't it? No, it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh. His actual name is Paul Levesque. So that's not even close. <laughs> uh, why would you go for something kind of uncool to something more uncool to, for your wrestling because name? His his original gimmick was very uncool. <laughs> what was it? He was like he was like a super rich like blue blood character, and he was like all fancy, and he was okay. Hunter Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Oh god, it. it changed a lot over the years. <laughs> it's very different now. <laughs> I'm gonna send a picture of that too. Thank you. We got to tweet all these pictures now. Yes. I I think you should tweet all these pictures together. uh, Sans context from the the account. (laughs) Tweet it. Once we're done, tweet it like immediately. Just be like, upcoming episode. Yeah, we'll we'll start doing snuff spoilers out of context tweets. That's a very good picture. Look how stupid he looked. (laughs) 
I just showed it to Lawrence. I was talking about. Oh, mother. Never mind. (laughs) I thought our audio stopped recording. I was about to throw my computer out the window. Well, don't do that. I'm sure it would probably be fine. It wouldn't work any worse. (laughs) Lauren's going to go all Steven Grogan over that computer. Not Steven Grogan. A reference we all know. I don't. I I mentioned. We were talking about him earlier. The director of Doolittle, who got fired. Oh, you know, uh, I, my mind forgets things a lot. I don't no, have I, a, I don't have good brain. <laughs> I don't even remember if that was his name. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I forgot about it too. He um, seems it, like a, a person that is very forgettable. The the this picture of Hunter Hornsby the herd, or whatever it was. Hunter is, Hearst Helmsley. There it is. He, it's like he just he does, he still has like that wrestler face. So yeah. to see him in like the suit is really off putting. Yeah. In the ponytail. Yeah. It doesn't scream money. What's my best quality out of these four? Vengeful, smart, funny, or resourceful? Did, was the first one vengeful? Yes, it was. <laughs> It should be that one. It's definitely the most accurate, I think. Thank you. Okay. I just wanted to know if I was more <laughs> vengeful or if my humorous side comes out more often. Of those of those ones. Well, Bench, I'm taking a Vengeful's definitely the strongest. <laughs> I'm taking BuzzFeed quiz to find out what character I play in a horror movie. <laughs> I'm gonna do that too. Yeah, send it to us. I'm the killer, guys. <laughs> Shocker. I think it's because you made me put vengeful. Probably made. I think we were. You just know what? Saying... And guess what? I'm fucking bitter about it. <laughs> well, no shocker there. <laughs> Where's the? What, what was it called? Find out which role you'd play in a horror movie. While while I wait for it, I'm looking at uh, make a basket of chicken tender and fries, and we'll guess your age. Ooh. All right, you get a call from an unknown number. What do you do? Decline the call, text the number, wait until they leave a voicemail. Wait, since, wait okay, I, get it, I got it. Or it could be an emergency, so I'd answer it. See, that's... that. I put... Dec- I, I recently rewatched Scream, and I realized I would totally survive the Scream movies because I won't pick up the phone for anybody. I yeah. hate being called. <laughs> yeah, I would also not answer it. I declined. The caller informs you of an emergency and that you need to come to an unfamiliar location. What did you do? What, or what do you do? Drive there immediately. Call the authorities to bring back up. I get my friends to go with me. They're falling right into my trap. <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> and ask a lot of questions before deciding to go. Probably ask a lot of questions. Do you want? Do you want me to keep reading, or do you want to go back and forth? We can go back and forth. I like I'm a nice ask rotation. a lot of questions, but I probably just wouldn't go, <laughs> and that's not an option. Uh, you get to the location. There's an abandoned car in the middle of the road and a shack on the right side of the road. What do you do? Carefully inspect your surroundings. Go inside the shack, ready to fight, run away, hide behind the shack. So here's the thing: I already wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought too, but that's why I picked run away. Yeah, I think I'm going to run away. Run away, Trey, never coming back. Um, We're we're breaking copyright again. I'm going to carefully, just to be different, I'm going to carefully inspect my surroundings. What's your you, weapon? You know what's going to be different about you is you'll be dead. 
Sure, we'll see. What's your weapon of choice? Hand-to-hand -hand combat and axe. Just get out of there as fast as I can or your wits. I definitely want to... I'm going to say an axe. That seems iconic. I said wanna You want to be iconic. Yeah, I'm going to say an axe. It would most likely probably be a baseball bat, though. <laughs> I said my wits because they are sharp. Yes. Sharper than an axe. Uh, which of these qualities best describes you? Vengeful, smart, funny, resourceful. Well, since Quinn asked for him, what should mine be? I hate to say it, Lauren. Vengeful. Is <laughs> <laughs> probably the one I would go with for you. I think I am. I would be either funny or resourceful, but not smart. Look um, at me. I'm Tyler. I'm funny and resourceful. And I don't no, have a Quinn, I'm bone funny of vengeance in my body. I'm, I'm funny or resourceful, oh, but look, I'm, I'm not Tyler, smart. And I'm not always mad at people. <laughs> <laughs> that's more. That's more accurate. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say resourceful. I feel like if I say funny, I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> Do you think you'll no, make it until the end of the movie? Maybe. No, I'm. I'm definitely in the sequels. Sure. I'll be in the sequel, or yes, I'm a fighter. I'm, I'm in the sequel. No, well, Quinn, of course you're in the sequels. You're the killer. <laughs> okay, well, I'm saying I said, before that, I just I, I have a panache. I'm also the killer. <laughs> of course. I think. Did you pick vengeful? <laughs> yeah, as soon as you hit vengeful, I think that it's over for you. <laughs> what are you, Tyler? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't say I'm a fighter. I'm gonna say maybe. Because I'm not going to say, I'm, I am I don't think I'll be the first to die. Because I, I, I treat my life like I'm always in a horror movie. I just, every situation I'm in, I'm like, what am I going to get to do? Oh, if I'm walking down the street and someone even, like, reaches my personal bubble just a little bit, I'm 100% convinced they will stab me. And it doesn't matter who it is. It's yeah. been like a child, and I've, like, looked out for a knife. <laughs> I'm always, like, thinking, like, even, like, about touch, like, if there was, like, something strange, and I'm, like, I won't touch it. I'm going to look around. I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm just very careful. I don't want to get cursed. Uh, and because of it, I'm the sole survivor. So this podcast is basically two murderers <laughs> and a, a survivor. I mean... Which wouldn't be a bad name for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start the episode now? Yeah, sure. I guess. I do have to say, though, uh, if this if this show was just us taking quizzes, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, Quinn, did you do the chicken tender one? Yeah, I got se I'm got 17 years old and alerting to my chicken tender taste. I'm 38, and that sucks. Wait, send that wow, to lame. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I want to know. I'm probably going to get, like, five. <laughs> no, because they ask about sauces. I know. And I don't like any sauce, so I'm probably going to get, like, you're an infant. <laughs> you don't have teeth yet. Your taste buds haven't come in. <laughs> Is that something that grows in, like, your adult teeth? <laughs> you get your adult taste, taste Lauren, buds. Lauren doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have them. You just have, like, a really small tongue for your mouth. And it's because your adult tongue never came in. I mean, it would not make sense. <laughs> okay, Lauren, here's the quiz. Took you long enough. I was trying to find it. Hmm. I think I got 38 because I, I said I would drink root beer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did I did alcohol and I got seventeen. So no, well sometimes I I have the theory sometimes that once you take a buzz quiz feed, no matter what you do, it's always the same result. Because I got I picked wildly different things and I got thirty eight again. I got thirty eight. Oh, and I am currently drinking root beer. <laughs> Quinn, what what did you pick that was uh that made you seventeen? I picked. I, I mean, just the yummiest of the tenders. I picked alcohol. I picked honey mustard because that's the best. And I don't remember any of the other questions. Uh, maybe, wait, it's weird that alcohol is the one that you get. <laughs> makes you 17. Yeah, it's because it's like, who drinks booze with chicken tenders? That's a chocolate milk meal if I've ever seen one. So, are we going to start the podcast? Yeah. The what? <laughs> uh, all right, you ready? Yep. Well, the candle isn't lit. I thought we do it after it starts. I don't know. I always thought that was because you forgot to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. I don't have the. Lauren, quick! Rob's got the drop on you. <laughs> did it? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> now I did it. Huzzah! I need absolute silence of all the character. <laughs> Alright. Come on in, guys. Welcome to Snuffed, a Survivor podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Lauren. I'm Quinn. And we're talking about <laughs> Island of the Idols. Thanks for the laugh. <laughs> You're like, I, Lord's still laughing and I don't know why. <laughs> I think she broke. I just wasn't I, I just, expecting him to go that high. <laughs> I just like to mix it up. Keep you guys guessing. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I could, I, should I be in character this whole episode? For what character? I'm hearing resounding yeses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh, I still don't know what character you're going to be in, but I'm excited Oi, to find, find out. Oh, you'll find out, don't you? <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, anyways, this is a Survivor podcast. We talk about Survivor, and boy, what an episode this week. Um, quickly, we gained a new favorite character in the show, and then he was gone. <laughs> are you, when, are you brushing your teeth? <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm just flipping <laughs> some pages. No, are you breathing in character? Quinn's <laughs> character I, is somebody who doesn't understand how a microphone works. I was uh, workshopping a laugh. <laughs> that sounds like something a serial killer would do. <laughs> Uh, and honestly, we've already gone from Irish to vaguely Canadian, so I am going to drop the bit. Okay. I heard Minnesota in there for a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. French-Canadian, maybe? I don't yeah. know. Not not French-Canadian, just regular Canadian. What's the difference? Between Canadian and French-Canadian? No, between Canadians and Minnesotans. <laughs> There's not much. They're pretty close to each other. Anyways, <laughs> I guess the answer is about 15 miles. 
Thanks, preach. All right, let's let's get rolling in the episode. Um, do we have anything else that we want to say at the beginning? I don't remember. I thought we were saying something before. We were distracted. By no, we were just joking. We were just joshing around. So I think let's get into the actual talk of the episode. Oh, you were saying um, how we really liked a character and then he was well. Oh, yeah. And then Quinn was breathing weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, me and Lauren spent this entire episode going, wow, we really like Vince. I did too. And then Vince was stinking from us. We're I so literally. Mean. I literally have a note that says, oh, I think I actually really like Vince. And then it happened. Yeah, that was disappointing. I'm sorry. Lauren, by the way, for everybody, is uh, mummifying herself in a blanket. Oh, is that your character? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the cat mummy. (laughs) Why cat? (laughs) Okay. I was hoping Quinn would get the reference, but he didn't say anything. Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm the cat mummy. <laughs> he was workshopping a laugh. The cat mummy? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> cat woman. Where's there a mummy? <laughs> cat mummy. <laughs> the whole beginning of cat woman. I don't know. The, the only mummy for me is the one that raised me. <laughs> Now the character's English. <laughs> me mummy! It's me mummy! <laughs> um, so the episode starts, and uh, no one wants to talk about the blind side. And Jamal. I don't like, either. Honestly, I don't think Sandy deserved her Oscar for it. Ugh. Fine. Guys, I'm in, a, I'm in a I'm in a weird mood. If you couldn't tell, who's Sandy? Sandra Bullock. Oh, the, the Blind Side. I got you. <laughs> I'm in a weird place, mentally, physically, and and full stop. <laughs> nope. That's it. Anyway, Blind Side. I felt bad for Jamal. Yeah. And Jack. Yeah, he didn't really say much. It was more Jamal. But he did say the episode title, which we all... Uh, which I predicted correctly, though. I do believe. <laughs> did you just turn into, like, a nerdy, like... <laughs> Listen. Uh, oh, I told, I, <laughs> I told the teacher that yesterday, I do believe. I'm gonna have some weird pronunciations throughout the rest of this episode, and you guys are just gonna have to roll with it. <laughs> All right. Um, Jack wants honesty, and Tommy was putting in a lot of work of rebuilding his relationship with both Jamal and Jack. Well, it's about about three minutes in we got the episode title. Yeah, Not which even. is why like, I finally noticed it for the first time ever, which I was pretty excited about. Also, it was like a very weird thing to say, I think. I mean, we all kind of knew it was going to be Jack. I think that was... The only reason we didn't pick Jack is because we have we have that rule that we all have to pick different people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because I think we all kind of felt like he was going to be the person who would say something like that. But I got it right. Just just pointing that yeah, out yes. one more time. Yes, Quinn said it first, <laughs> so he won. 
So then right after those conversations, we get introduced to the main theme of the episode, which is Karishma. The world versus Karishma. The, yeah. yeah, Karishma versus the world, where she doesn't like the other girls because she's in, in her underwear. I, I didn't understand. I understood that part, that just with, like, her, she just didn't feel comfortable with it. But what I yeah. didn't understand Which is, is fine. I don't understand why she was putting that blame on the other girls, though. That was my thing. I, I just don't understand why she's all this, like, oh, I'm not loyal to the Girls' Alliance. I'm open for availability. Because clearly, sticking with the Girls' Alliance is her best move. Well, her problem was, too, that she kept saying, like, and honestly, that's 100% true. But she kept saying, like... I'm, uh, I don't fit in. I'm different than everybody. And it's like, nobody, like, sometimes when, when people say stuff like that, Survivor will highlight it. And they'll, like, be, like, showing some clips. And it's like, oh, look, wow, this person's a real outcast. Like, they like, weren't doing that for her. Even with, like, Nora and, um, Jason? Is that Jason? Yeah. yeah. They did that, they did that for them. Yeah. I, I think it, I, it felt less forced than Nora's story to me. You're right. Mm-hmm. But it, they tried harder to show us, I guess. I did r- really feel bad for her during the injury scene. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was confused because, and I think, again, this was like the editing of the episode and stuff like that. Because they, were, they weren't making it seem like it was a very big deal. And so it was like the episode was editing, the way they were editing it wasn't like, oh, wow, this is really dramatic, and, and wow, wow, nobody's paying attention to her. It was they more edited. like she was being overdramatic about it, which yeah. is how the episode was being was framing it. I, I got it as that they were being shitty. I don't know. That's how I interpreted that, too, but I, I think the editing was making it more of a comedic moment. Yeah, I think the editing was trying to play that storyline, that it, that she was being overdramatic in this situation. Then it was probably pretty badly edited, because it really didn't read that to me. That's the read I got. I don't know. I guess I'm empathetic. What can I say? <laughs> I She was bleeding a whole lot, though. Can you imagine seeing your own bone? That'd be wild. Wait, I don't, did she really see... It didn't really look like it was that bad of a cut. But why would you, why would you say you can see bone when, in fact, there is no bone? I think, a, she, I think she it's was a so- niche lie. <laughs> I don't know, and I feel like it was the episode was playing it that way, but I felt like she was being, like, really overdramatic about it. But it was really shitty that nobody else was like, hey, are you okay? Because she was clearly, like, freaking out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she even says in her confessional that it wasn't that bad of a cut. But still, the fact everyone ignored her, even though she said out loud... No, I agree. I can see bone is kind of absurd. No, I agree. Because I think it was really it was really shitty that nobody was like, hey, are you okay to her while she was clearly like... Or like when she was trying not to pass out, like just at least sitting next to her or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even if I was in that situation and I thought she was being overdramatic, I would have still gone over to talk to her and would not have said that. And not have been like, oh no, you know what I mean? I just would have been like, oh hey, we're, I'm here to help you, you know what I mean? Like... And then later, yeah. I, maybe we go over to the uh, to the the water hole and we go, "Wow, what a bitch!" <laughs> you know, classic Survivor. I, I I saw memes online of of like Angelina's whole is she doing yoga thing relating to that when Karishma was like almost doing a downward facing dog. She was, she was kind of. Do you think that was to like calm herself down? She said it was to, if she passed out, that's why she did it. Oh, okay. 
Um, oh, oh, I forgot to bring up before the injury when they were in the water and she was talking about how she was kind of uncomfortable. Did you see that they were bathing themselves with sand? No. Oh my god. I think that's might be just what people do out there is they just wash with sand. It's sort of like a rough scrub. I was just saying it's probably an exfoliant. I know, but it really like uh icky. <laughs> my Next note is that this tribe is basically like survivor men versus women. Yeah, a little bit. It seems like the battle lines have been drawn here. Yeah, it's... I, I Honestly, I love to see a successful all-women's alliance because for some reason they are that rare. And um, um, my note just says Vince just agrees and I don't really know uh, what, what that was about. But Vince was more on the women's side. Honestly... It happens all the time when there is a gay man in this whole dynamic between the men's and women's alliances. And it does come off as like kind of homophobic a lot. It's where the women claim the gay man as like part of the girls because Mm -hmm. he is gay. And then like the men a lot of times don't seem to really want him Mm -hmm. as part of their alliance because it seems like... Not quite a man, you know? And so, like, a lot of times that that dynamic happens all the time. And And it always, like, comes off real weird gross. And it's inherently shitty because you know that, like, when push comes to shove, he is going to get the axe because he is not a part of the girl alliance because he's a guy. Because he's not a part of either. So now he's, like, yeah, trapped in the middle. Yeah. Which is honestly probably one of the reasons why they were able to get rid of him. Yeah, because no one actually gave a shit. Right, because nobody really cared if they kept him. Yeah. And, but I, I felt bad for him because I do think a lot of his elimination, though, was not his fault. And it's simply because he was randomly chosen to oh, go yeah, to the Oh, yeah, I agree. It was absolutely just because he went to Ghost Island. Yeah. <laughs> Island of the Isles. Ghost Island. Um, Robin Sandra died. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? Lauren's writing fan theories and fan fiction. Lauren's writing fan fiction. (laughs) Anyway, my next note is Vince is smart, which apparently wasn't true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did Vince do that made him smart, in your opinion? I don't have context for these notes. Right. Lauren, do you have context? Did you write anything No, I just wrote Vince agrees. (laughs) Vince agrees with what? <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched this episode a few days ago. I think so that's why I, w- I was thinking we would do it more uh, close to that. But um, I have Dan's quote about Nora. Dan said, it's just... Sti- okay, I wrote that um, down too. I'm going to restart. <laughs> It is statistically impossible to get on everyone's nerves, and she's accomplishing it. (laughs) (laughs) I made my mom hit pause so I could write that whole thing down, because it was so funny. Yeah, Nora is so annoying. (laughs) Uh, And I could definitely imagine how rough it would be being on an island with her. Because I think it would be like being on an island with Harley Quinn, because I'm sticking with this uh, analogy. What what analogy? Remember when I compared Jason and Nora to the Joker and Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, got it. Although she definitely reminds me a lot more of Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> and Jason reminds me of Marco Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn. Well, so he, you're saying he might be fabulously emancipated very soon. Uh, excuse me, Quinn? Uh, fantabulously emancipated? Oh, I'm sorry. Get the title right? It's I'm sorry. The Birds I use real words. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, the name of the film. Of one Jason last name. <laughs> Jason, insert last name there. Manzukis? Mm, <laughs> Just a only. guess. If only. <laughs> So Jam- Jamal wants to go rogue and go against Dan. There's a lot of pre-planning on the team that didn't go to tribal. Wait. Yeah. Is Okay. Is Dan on the same tribe as Jamal? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I I am I'm, I'm back on it. Yeah, I I I think Jamal was playing a little too hard. For someone who was just blindsided, I think your best strategy is always to oh, sit back, relax, just reintegrate yourself. Don't I, throw out names. Don't put anything out there. I 100% agree. And I got so angry when, like, they told him what they were going to do. And he went, <laughs> okay. And then went and fucking blew it up. I was like, you're a fucking moron. That is so stupid. Not the brightest. No, that was a very dumb thing, and it made me mad once again that I had Jamal and not Chelsea. Woot woot. I, I mean, I have Jamal on our other fantasy league, so that's not going great. Mm-mm. Oh, I haven't checked up on that. In no, I need while. to keep. I need Lauren to keep is in last. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I gotta set. I gotta put who I think he's gonna get votes in tribal. I always forget to do that. Truth. Oh, uh, I haven't done that once. You're right. I always forget. I did it the first time, and I think I was wrong on every single one of them. My mom is kicking everyone's ass, though. Because she has Tommy and Elizabeth, which is, like, a really good tribe. My missus right. (laughs) Your daily shout-out, Mom. You're welcome. (laughs) I like that she takes our... uh, She listens to our bad opinions and then goes and kicks our asses. I know. (laughs) Oh, she has, like, a whole, like, sheet of, like, every pick we make, every prediction we make, and, like, she'll keep track. Aww. <laughs> Lauren's gonna be out of a job. <laughs> well, I just realized my team was Molly and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm mine's not just... doing. I'm not doing well. Lauren, I by the way, I forgot to tell you, and I think when I'll appreciate this too. Every day when I'm driving home from Canfield after rehearsal, I pass a sign that says Dean's stump removal, and I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I are have... you are you listening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, La- no, no, Lauren's staring at her phone. I just didn't have anything to say. I just think uh, it's you know how all these goose memes have been going on? Every yeah. single one reminds me of Lauren. <laughs> Good. I've done my job. I want, I want her to play Untitled Goose Game, because I think <gasps> that'd be fun to watch. Oh, I thought you meant in like the movie adaptation of Untitled Goose Game Lord would play said goose. Oh my god, <laughs> she would be so good. You really would, Lauren, and we mean that. Um, I appreciate that. Because I think you have enough rage inside of you to make it work. <laughs> a vengeful would also be a, uh, a good word to describe the goose from that goose game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, um, yeah, Jamal definitely is, he's playing way too hard. And, and like you said, he's playing way too hard, especially for somebody who 
just got blindsided. The people in his tribe aren't sure about him. They're a little apprehensive about him. And yet he's going out there and just like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to blow up my game. I'm just going to start talking to everybody and, you know, fucking this up when he could have easily just voted along with what was easily the best plan for him. Yeah. And then he went and uh, made it, put a target on his own back. I, I think uh, him and maybe a few other people are are starting to see, though, Nora as the person who isn't going to win at Final Tribal. So, And they can like put up with her enough where they're like, let's just keep her around. Mm-hmm. And it really does. It's so funny to me because Survivor really is a show where like it's <sighs> keeping Nora around is the way the, the show is set up. Nora is somebody you would want to get rid of early because she's bad for your tribe morale. She causes drama. Like no hesitation. And like, I think Jack said, or Dean, I don't remember. I honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering who's on what tribe, but, um, but they were talking, uh, about how if they were to swap tribes, Nora is definitely going to be the one who splits off from them. Yeah. And causes trouble. So they were like, we should, we need to get rid of her. And that is the way I think the game should operate. You want to get rid of the people on your tribe that are um, not good at challenges and aren't good for social games. You want to get rid of them first while you're in the solo tribe so you can keep winning immunity so you can get to um, the merge. But now everybody plays from day one like they're about to end the game. They're yeah, like, we you, need to keep around the most annoying people because I might win against them. And it's like, you have to get there. I, that's, that's, I think that what you're describing was changed by Boston Rob's winning season when he brought right. the single-handedly most annoying survivor ever, Philip, to the end. And I think that's what changed this strategy forever, is that single idea that he perpetrated first, I think. I, I think so. And it, it, it's frustrating because I, I just don't really think that, like, that's the best way to go about it. And I don't have any – this is just me speculating and, and trying to remember off the top of my head. But I don't remember if there's any situation in the last couple of seasons where the people playing like that ended up winning. See, I, I kind of like it. Because I think dumb gameplay is entertaining gameplay a lot of the time. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that's all I'm looking for is a show. Yeah. It's just, it's super interesting to me how, like, <laughs> it's it's almost like if you're you're trying, I don't know, you're trying too hard. You're, you're coming out swinging and, and it is bad, like you said. But, yeah, it is interesting. I just think that it just doesn't make sense as a strategy. Like, make your stri- make your tribe strong, win all your challenges, then vote everybody else out. That's probably your best way to win. Well, but there is, like, a statistic where a lot of times when a tribe gets decimated early, not to an extreme point where they're easy to get out, but when they come into the merge, an original tribe comes into the merge without the numbers... A lot of times, they will end up having a winner on their tribe. Is because they are then do become underestimated, and that can be used to an advantage. 
So uh, I think there's a one of my favorite U- YouTubers on Survivor and Big Brother, Peridium. He published like a whole video all about this idea and intentional matsing. That's what it's called. Intentional what? Matsing. It's the tribe of Malcolm and Denise. Who their entire tribe got decimated pre-merge, and they were the only two left, and they ended up getting first and fourth. It's mm. that idea where they were like so bad at the beginning that people underestimated them to the point where it was easy for them to make it to the end. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's always that one point where like the tribe that was strong going in starts like cannibalizing itself and they always do it too early yeah and it's always like to to be fair it's always like it's frustrating because sometimes you know somebody needs to do that if they want a chance and then other times it's like no you're just doing that the f- because you're like you don't have a shot at winning this yeah uh and if you make this move but you think you need to make a move so you're gonna do it anyways the, there is always one person on every tribe who can't win if they stick with their tribe. And so, but that's always what, that dynamic is what makes Survivor work, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, what's the next note that you have? Uh, my next note is when Karishma sliced her hand and everyone on the tribe was now dead to her. Yeah. And I think we talked about that. Go ahead. Uh, one of the very first shots of Dean we got was <laughs> him ignoring a hurt woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then tripping on his way to the beach. Yeah, his his very first words were "ow." This would be a recurring theme for Dean. <laughs> uh, I, the "ow" was almost as iconic for the "I'm sitting." <laughs> I'm sitting. But because then uh, Vince gets um sent to the big heads and he got to get on the boat. But then Dean just <laughs> uh, Dean does a great <laughs> thing by. Um, Suggesting, oh, well, Vince will probably come back with an idol, so we should split the vote (laughs) and vote for Vince. Um, But literally everybody else on the tribe was standing right there. Mm -hmm. Ah, Dean. It was one of the funniest moments. I had to hit pause because I was laughing so hard. (laughs) So Dean's first moments, let's recap, uh, ignoring a hurt woman, Mm -hmm. tripping, (laughs) <laughs> while walking to the beach and then just tripping, shooting himself straight in the face. Tripping physically and uh, uh, metaphorically. Maybe, honestly though, maybe we are underestimating what Dean's game is because of the fact he can make that huge of a mistake and be fine kind of <laughs> says something. Well, I think it's it comes down to, like, he's he's somebody who, like, ended up in Survivor, but wasn't, like, a huge Survivor fan, like everybody else is. So he knows enough about it that he knows that's <laughs> what what's what the next move is, but not enough to think about, like, oh, I probably should have said for everybody. Because I don't, it's like, someone, like, whispered next to him, like, everyone's, everyone's here. Yeah. <laughs> so he probably was just getting excited because he was, like, just trying to pretend like he knows how to play Survivor. I right. think that was maybe it. And it's you, funny, too, because it's like, yes, theoretically, yes, we would have to split the votes, but you would have to have that. You'd have to think. And, and honestly, that's like a funny situation because I do I do think that, like, 
I'm not in a situation where I'm playing Survivor often, and I do feel like I would be like, oh, this would be a, this would be a good split the votes moment. <laughs> not think about the fact that no, you're supposed to have that conversation secretly. <laughs> and I think a lot of it was just, um, I think the saving grace there was that everyone probably was thinking that, so yeah. You yeah. can't fault him that much, except there was a really dumb thing to do. Honestly, yeah. in the end, though, I think it actually helped Karishma mm-hmm. than anything. Because that got her, like, very aware and ready to play. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to point out how insane it is that the person who suggested to target Vince because he was on the island was Elizabeth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How did she avoid all of this? Yet the moment Vince goes, he and, had no and, chance. And she goes, "Well, he's probably going to come back with an idol." Why were they like, "Well, did you?" <laughs> I. You know what? I wonder if it's. I think it's the situation because they lost the challenge, and Elizabeth got picked randomly out of all of them. They all knew that was the situation. Whereas Vince just got like they came in there like you were taking Vince. But then, how did Kelly avoid it? Because she came because, back crying and freaking oh, out yeah, and oh, saying, yeah. strip me. And Hurricane Nora. The the combo helps. <laughs> right. Like, that. that's the thing is, like, the situation is that, like... And Vince probably came back and was just really quiet and didn't really tell anybody. Yeah, he didn't really talk about what happened there and stuff like that. Yeah, they I didn't show it at what, all. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I do think that's a situation where... Kelly played it the best that she can, but when this tribe is just thinking or sitting here and thinking, "Wow, it's super weird that Vince just like got pulled out of nowhere to come to this island," you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what happened. What's the next thing? Is is Vince on uh, <laughs> big heads on the big heads? Uh-huh. Um, and Rob asks where he's from, and then he just starts crying. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and Rob's facial reaction was so good. This this whole segment was fucking hilarious this was chef's kiss (laughs) (laughs) it alone made everything that happens on island of the idols no matter what okay because we got this (laughs) so vince had to (laughs) to study a map and learn how to military crawl (laughs) i like the map because okay so by, by the way just so everybody knows the lesson and challenge that Vince had was... Well, I was about... That's what I was saying. Oh, okay, go ahead. You can go ahead. All right. Since you interrupted me. Okay. <laughs> so, so vengeful. <laughs> um, so, uh, the lesson that Vince had is... Oh, and specifically, too, this was another one that I don't think they have done for any other ones. They were saying Vince is coming with us overnight, too. Which I thought was... Interesting. Maybe yeah. that affects it too, you know? Because he was gone for so long. Right. Uh, so Vince goes overnight, and when he gets there, they say his challenge is that at night he has to go steal fire from the other tribe in a first ever survivor heist. <laughs> He's a modern day Prometheus. <laughs> it's true. Um, and as ahead. much as I was so amazed when he accomplished it, I just really wanted to see them catch him. And just be like, who are you? <laughs> I'd be what, so... what would happen if he got caught? That's what I'm fascinated I'd be so to fucking know. scared. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. We do have to talk about something really insane that happened, like, right before all this. The boat person pulled up onto the shore, got up, and started going, 
Hello? Hey! I got this thing. Like, they've never had that person talk before. <laughs> and it blew my mind. <laughs> he literally got off the boat and came up on the island and was looking for somebody. It's like, that is wild. Um, so they show Vince a map of the other tribe. It they looks like him... it was drawn by Rob. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they show him how to army crawl and other techniques that... that'll be good. That was my favorite part. Because at one point, like, the camera zooms in on Rob's face. And you can tell he knows exactly how absurd everything that's happening is. <laughs> and it was just this delicious meta moment. Um, so, so let me cut to the night. Oh, wait. I want to bring up the shot where Rob and Sandra are sitting down and Vince is just holding a big leaf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because he was learning how to be stealthy and to hide. He's just a big leaf and they're just sitting <laughs> This was... This is gonna make me mad because like no other island of the idols is going to compare to this. <laughs> There's no way it could be funnier. It, yeah, this definitely might have been the peak of Island of the Idols. He gets there and he's like walking through, um, and he's like hiding behind a tree, and then they're all sleeping, and then someone like screams and wakes <laughs> up from a nightmare. <laughs> Holy shit! I forgot about that. It like How couldn't have gone worse. Wild is that they're like someone having like a nightmare? <laughs> he wakes everybody up, and Vince is just standing there, like, "What the fuck?" I want I want to know what they were thinking to be like. Wait, there's like an unusual amount of cameras right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is that man behind that leaf? <laughs> <laughs> and because at another point, Jack wakes up. And you can tell he looks up, sees a cameraman, and then, like, goes back to sleep. That's probably, because yeah. he probably saw, like, there was a figure there and just assumed yeah. that it was a camera guy. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, because he had to steal fire, but the fi- their fire wasn't out because they don't cover it. I like they called them dummies. <laughs> so he had to, he used his water bottle. He, water bottle was a very featured item. Yeah. Of this episode, and he just shoveled a bunch of ash in it to show that he was at the fire because mm-hmm. he needed to bring proof. See, I would have like stolen their machete or something. I would have gone extreme. I thought it like had to try be to proof hurt the, the other tribe because I th- I thought they just said if the fire <laughs> if there's no fire, figure it out. So I would have like took made, t- cut down their tribe flag. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> that was my gut reaction. They send, they send Robin Sandra sends <laughs> send Quinn over to the to the other tribe to, to collect some fire. He comes back carrying a machete covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I'm the survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I have like Jason's head. <laughs> Vince gets it, and he, like, trips on his way out, which was very funny. Uh, no, because he that was... was hilarious. As he... Right before he tripped, though, he looks to camera and goes, like, I'm stealthy, and then walks yes. out. Which is great, too, because in all the confessionals beforehand, you could see that he scraped his knee. <laughs> 
So it was a fun kind of like flashback of like you hear the story told from one perspective and then you get to see how he scraped the knee. So very Rashomon of them. <laughs> yeah, very Rashomon. So he gets he wins an idol that's good for two tribal councils. Uh, that he the, goes to. But I forgot to say, I would not have accepted this challenge. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> not a chance in hell. Um, And then the best part is he has to convince Robin Sandra to give him the idol when he gets back. Because Rob's like, because I don't know. You're supposed to get the fire. I don't know what the rules were. And then he decides to hang, hand it over eventually. He was going to always, I think. He was just putting on a show. I, I thought it would be funny if Rob gave him a fake idol. <laughs> he, goes, so mean. he goes, here's your idol. And he goes, that idol's a fake. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> That's your real lesson. What, I made you... you do all that for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if they were like, oh, we wanted fire. So if there was no fire, you should have lit a fire. Holy shit. What if he didn't even give a fake idol? What if he just came back and he's like, I did it. And he goes, you really thought I was going to give you my idol? <laughs> I need that. Yeah, why would I do that? Don't trust anyone. That's your lesson. You should have. You shouldn't have done it. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> All of Big Rob's lessons are don't trust anyone. I do. I do like Lauren because I agree with it, and and I like Lauren's interpretation that everything Rob does is to, is like he has to read the 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 oath every time to remind himself not to be mean to them. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. They didn't show him reading it this time. It's true. You know what I wish they would have done? Is have a little segment where they put, like, army face paint on Vince. <laughs> I feel like they were, like, one step away from doing that. I, I would have lost my mind. Um, so then I have the challenge. Um, it started with something swimming and then going to a ladder. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what, who's going <laughs> to do that one. It's I like how it was, and the person who thought she was the best swimmer. She, I, I bet she still was really good. It's just the fact that it was against Elizabeth, where she didn't seem good. Yeah, yeah, because it it's, wasn't when she was bad swimmer; she was bad at untying knots. She had, she had good technique. Yeah, but she yeah. also said it's uh, was but, it uh, Janet, Janice, just watching I'm, Janet, watching Elizabeth Janet. Wa- like swim is just love it. Janet had <laughs> said uh, in her like interviews beforehand um like i'm here to or i'm gonna be the best swimmer here because i've been a lifeguard my whole life but she didn't know that there was gonna be a big swimmer which i just think that irony is funny i I think this challenge looked fun like the whole teeter-totter it was a very unique and interesting challenge i really dug it and i'm surprised i I would i would enjoy taking part in it which Mm -hmm. i can't say for all of these challenges Elizabeth swims, gets them a ridiculous lead. Then they kind of slow up on the teeter-totter, but then it comes to the puzzle. And... Dean. Is it Lyro? I remember it's Dean and... Was it Harishma? Harishma. Asking about the Harishma. tribe. That's Lyro, yeah. <laughs> and, um... So yeah, it was Dean and Karishma, and I'm like, what are you doing putting Dean on a puzzle? <laughs> I don't know much about Dean, but I have a feeling that that's not a good idea. What we've been given is not good. Yeah, but like, it didn't seem like Karishma was based, even trying. To be fair, based on what we've seen from Dean so far, I'm surprised he wasn't actively helping the other tribe to finish their puzzle. <laughs> what, is that, no, what, 
we're supposed to do? Oh, oh no. <laughs> what, what was is- wild to me is that afterwards, because everyone's like, oh, Karishma sucked at the puzzle. But, like, did Dean not suck just as bad? Mm-hmm. I think but the- Dean's a white man, so. <laughs> Privilege. A little bit. I think so, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. I, <laughs> I was being sincere. I think that's absolutely a big factor. I think what the added part of that is that what I picked up based off of the tribal conversation is that it must be that Karishma consistently says that she is good at puzzles. Mm. So they put her on puzzles and then they lose the puzzle. So I think that's kind of where they were coming from. They were like, don't say you're good at puzzles if you're not. Okay. I think because they kind of they kept making those kind of comments. So I th- and then she kept that's the ones that she kind of kept having the really big reactions to. So I think that's probably the situation there. Although the white male, you know, I'm sure that that plays a very big subconscious part, if not, you know, conscious. Yeah, I think it's a part of it for sure. Did you? Interestingly enough, this boot has a long history of either Asian people or LGBT people of going home on this vote. On, like, third out. That is interesting. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially like Asian the... people. There's a Especially, long... yeah. I thought it'd be funny if you're, like, uh, Asian and LGBT people on the third vote. Especially after this week. No, no. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> it's much higher now. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's definitely, if you look at it's one of those cases where if you look at each individual week, it's like makes sense most of the time. But like when you take it as a whole statistic, it does feel icky. That's so, I just, it's so weird. It's like the one where they're like, oh, now they're not suspecting that we're. A little bit. Let's move on. What were we on? So there's, I wrote that, that there was a lot of turbulence and that there's a lot of like different votes that were thrown out. Yeah. So it came down to Vince. For the original split vote plan, Karishma for the people for to be the other half of that split vote. And then Tom started getting thrown out for being the least strong of the men that are left, other than yeah. Vince. There is a scene that really made me like Vince. It's, well, actually, I was full team Vince during the whole heist. I was, I'm really glad Lauren's about to bring this point up because I was afraid that she, we were going to skip it. No. There's a part where Vince is talking to Karishma, and it's... And making a lot of very valid points, Karishma is being so wishy-washy and real kind of like a shitty player with Vince, and Vince is really annoyed, totally reasonably being like, she won't talk to me about anything, she just keeps complaining and not saying who she thinks we should vote for, so we can't come up with a plan. So he eventually said, just vote for Tom. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know what to tell you because you're not telling me anything. Because, like, he was getting... It was just a very funny where it was, like, he's trying to be really nice to her and he's trying to kind of, like, help her see the right way and, like, kind of, like, lead her in the right direction. But she's just, like, not saying anything mm-hmm. and talking in circles. And then it just cut with, like, his confessional in, in and out of him being, like, this is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I think, kind of like last week, this is another situation where the person going home is someone who I think is actually decent at Survivor. But, mm-hmm. again, them being voted out is partially their fault. Molly getting too comfortable. Vince not playing his idol, even though... He only had one other opportunity to. 
so That's you probably the, should have anyway. But it's like since some, you bring it up, I do want to say how frustrating it is when you only have it for one other one and you don't know what's happening. Just use it because then everybody knows that your idol is gone. Yeah, especially you know what I mean. Just be like, hey, I was on Island of the Idols. I got an idol. I'm going to use it tonight. Don't vote for me. Use it. Get it out of the way. Especially since like, yeah, like going from the Island of the Idols, it's like they're either going to suspect that you have one. Or, like, they're just going to assume that you do. So it's yeah. like, just use it. And then yeah. you'd be like, all right, I flushed that out. I don't have one anymore. It's gone. You don't have to target me. We're cool. Exactly. Yeah. But then, so it, with him and Molly, it's like, I feel like they were mostly good at Survivor, but, like, some sort of extenuating circumstance. In Molly's case, Nora just hating her for being pretty. And then... Vince just being selected for the island is like kind of the reason they went out almost through no fault of their own. Yeah. Like I I, I would just be curious to see this situation play out if somewhere else some like if someone else were to have gotten picked. Like what if it was Chelsea? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. What, you know, would they have had that, that same conversation or was it also comes into play, I think, that Vince's name was thrown out in the beginning, like the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that was more of like a, oh, well, we don't, we already decided that we didn't care if we kept Vince. Wanna, I'm ready to throw out a conspiracy theory. Okay. okay. Um, so you notice how they pick from the bag who goes to the next Island of the Idols, but they don't show us, so it's a surprise. I think that maybe. They don't show us because it doesn't matter who gets pulled. That they're just going to choose who needs the story this week. Ooh. I don't know if I actually believe that, but I'm going to throw it out there. Maybe. Oh, I was going to start talking about race again, but <laughs> Greece. No, R- race. Oh, I was I was ready to talk about Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn's always ready to talk about Greece. I don't even like it that much. I don't know why I but you're, so much. But, but you're ready to talk about it, the drama facts. <laughs> because I, I was just going to point out that the the, uh, the last two people to go to Island of the Idols, the two people who were the mystery pools, both minorities. Mm-hmm. You never, it's hard to tell. You're not sure. I, 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 I have, I have a, don't. yeah. More, I'm, I'm thinking more like it's just, Someone they, like, want to either give a plot line or someone who, like, already is establishing a plot line who that they can send to, like, play on what they already have. I don't know. I just made it up just now. That's not a terrible theory. I think it's there's some credence to it. I, I have a family friend who's convinced that any moment the cameras aren't on, there's, like, trailers just off screen where everybody <laughs> stays. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah. With the amount of weight people lose, I, I don't believe in that either. I think that's the proof. I mean, we just, we got a clip of them sleeping when Vince was... But maybe they were just there because they knew they were going to film that clip. So they're like, you're sleeping in the t- uh, hut tonight, guys. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe it just because of the weight loss factor. They're yeah. not going to, that's not going to happen if you're given good accommodations. No, I um, believe I do believe. However, Rob and Sandra are in trailers. I would I buy think that. So too. I don't think that they're actually sleeping outside. They were saying. Um, I listened to some podcast where they basically said that Rob like 
loves it and would do it like all the time if he could. He's like, I love sleeping outside. I don't, I like this better than sleeping at a hotel. And like, was well, actively saying like, I want to sleep on the island. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Grow the fuck up, Rob. You're not, you're not a kid camping in your backyard. No, better. He's he's a kid sleeping on an island with a giant head of him. <laughs> he's sleeping in Jeff Probst's backyard, even better. <laughs> At Tribal, Karishma is talking about... You thing. didn't say the thing about Vince. I did. The bag? What? The thing in the bag? Did we talk about that? What? The part where Vince put his hand in his bag and then took it out and then smelled his hand and then looked, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then looked in the bag? We're not going to talk about that? I don't remember that. Oh my god, it's the funniest thing that happened on this episode. It was when he was talking to Karishma. That's the thing about Vince I wanted to bring up. I thought Lauren had written it down as a note. He puts his hand in his bag. He pulls he pulls it out, smells his hand, makes a weird face, then looks in his bag. And then Lauren was like, what was in his bag? <laughs> so you so- you can't. You're, sometimes you got to have a private moment, but cameras are always on. Mm-hmm. It was just comedically very funny and very That's well good. done. <laughs> All right, so now I'm we tribal. can talk about tribal. Uh, Karishma's uh, uh, talks about the fact that she feels secluded, especially from the other girls. I just thought it was like interesting because she kept talking about how old she was. Yeah. But she doesn't seem old. No, No. she doesn't seem that old, and she's, like, far from the oldest player to ever play Survivor, and definitely far from the oldest on her own team. Right. So I I was like, I understand, you know, feeling left out, feeling very different from your tribe members. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, invalidate her feelings on that. It was just the old thing that was just super weird to me. She doesn't look old. No. She yeah. doesn't... See, and then again, she doesn't seem like somebody who's being left out of everything. Yeah, I'm looking it was, up. She, she is... She was involved in the... She felt uncomfortable in it, but she was, like, in... With the swimming in the water thing. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. She is the third oldest. Elaine and Tom are older than her. And then Aaron's only a year younger than her. And then everyone else is in their 20s. How old is she? She's 37. That's still not... I, I'm kind of surprised. I would have guessed, like, 30. Yeah, she just does not seem like she's that old. No. Which is, again, it's funny that she's like, I'm too old, or whatever. It's like, nobody... Because she's I don't saying, think like, I'm too old for Survivor. And it's like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was the weird... That was the part that stuck out to me. Like, I don't know if that should be the aspect that you're... Mm-hmm. focused on and it's also strange that knowing she's in danger to say like oh i feel like i don't fit in in front of the people who are voting yeah it's not Almost something like i would say out like i don't belong here and i don't like this right yeah um but i did see a theory online that everything karishma did was like kind of a show to make vince feel safe maybe like she was acting like she wouldn't give a name she you know, was acting like she was on the outs because she knew the girls were going to vote for Vince. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Because that's that could what. Be ha- it. And like her whole going to talk to everybody was more to like seem to Vince like a, des- a last time attempt to get people to vote Tom. I don't know. So maybe Karishma did a better move than we even realize. That we were really shown. Yeah. That could be it. Because I do think Karishma deserves credit for 
what happened. I do too. Yeah. Like, she did a lot of messy stuff, but she ended up making a good move. Yeah, and really the only thing that I'm criticizing Vince for is that he should have just played the idol. Yeah, yeah. Like, you only got one more shot at it anyways. Like, why hold on to it? Just use it. If you need an idol so bad, go back and look for one after you use it. You know what I mean? Maybe we're lucky to be impulsive people. Because, like, my fear of going home would make me play an idol before I even consider, like, oh, I should save this for a different week. I'm very much in the moment (laughs) kind of person. No, I think it... See, the thing is, if I feel like I'm in a good position and I'm not worried about anything and I think... And my idol is, like, good for a while, I'm like, whatever. I'm gonna hold on to this and, and be okay. And, and use it when I think I need to use it. This mm-hmm. case was like a a limited time offer in a situation where like a big thing just happened to you where eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it doesn't make sense to not use it. Unless you make a move like Kelly did where she can get away with hers. Yeah. Right. I, I think also, but there's truly no situation if I'm survivor on Survivor <laughs> where I ever feel vaguely comfortable. Although you could, if you wanted to, if you wanted to pull a really stupid move with this kind of idol, what you could do is <laughs> come out and say, uh, this is my idol, just letting you guys know I'm going to use it tonight, so don't, I have it, I'm not, I'm going to use it tonight. Then nobody votes for you because they think you're going to play an idol, and then you don't play it, and then next week when everyone's mad at you, you play it for real. <laughs> it could have worked. Honestly, that works and then hope that, that and then work. hope that the tribe swap is that next week and then you can and then you're fine and it probably is i i'm fairly certain that next week will be the last non-swap vote so that's certainly a choice if you really want to go out with it then the only gamble you're taking is that everyone believes your idol is real and that you're actually gonna play it yeah you know what i mean and then in the moment you can read and just play it just in case yeah in the voting it was funny because when dean voted um, he said, I, this is really for Vince. He voted for Krishma because it's really for Vince because, as someone infamously once said, split the vote. <laughs> A self-referential king. Hilarious. Love him. Uh, um, I, and uh, I, I, lo- I love it when people, I just want to say, I love it when people get up during Tribal. I like a nice mobile moment. Mm-hmm. I want chaos. Uh, Jeff said iconically as Vince left and just said, well, you might suck at puzzles, but you're great at blinds. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. The, honestly, that should have that should have been the episode title. It's a little, yeah. it's a bit long, but I love it. <laughs> um, but if, of course, it spoils. There's gonna be a blind side. That or ow, <laughs> ow, and <laughs> we should split the votes. Is the name of the episode? And um. I really, my last note is I really liked this Vince in this episode. Then that was moments before he was voted out. Yeah, I, I, I my last note is ah Vince. Yeah, a little sad moment. So who do you think petarded themselves, Dean? But I not want, really. He I feel like unaffected. it, but it didn't do anything. Yeah, I'm gonna. The say, person who makes the dumbest move in this episode was. Vince because he didn't play his idol and that's yeah, the so, dumbest yeah. thing that happened yeah. because everybody else I don't like like Dean hoisted a petard right and or I he, like, say, well, he hoisted it he hoisted but nothing but came did. up 
Yeah, his retard stayed in place. It didn't blow up though. Mm-hmm. He tried. Are so we Vince? Are we giving it to Vince? Uh, I, I I take no pleasure in it, but I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so who are, do you think? Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, are we ready to vote for our next? Yeah. So award? who do you think is um, gonna hoist themselves on their own petard next week? Nora. It's a safe guess. I'm just gonna keep doing it until until a hoist happens. I'm gonna say Jamal. I like Jamal a lot, but I think he's gonna he took he's taking this blind side too personally, and I think it's gonna I, come and bite him. I do think if they would have gone to travel this week, Jamal would have hoisted himself. I do too. The only reason why he did it is because he might have actually technically done it already. Um because of the way he's thinking, the way he's acting is very dumb. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to end badly for him. But at the same time, because they didn't go to tribal, we don't really know if he's done it yet. So Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to say Dan just because I feel like he's... He's, I, he's definitely... He's getting some sort of edit. I really can't interpret what it is going to be, though. I know. Like, I just feel like something's coming with him. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is getting voted out? So far, the tribes are rotating. Which I like. Every other tribal council a different tribe. I like it nice and even. I think that's going to lead to a more interesting merge. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say... I'm going to take... I'm going to take Nora. Once again, a safe guess. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna take Jamal. I'm also going to do the whole, like, it switches thing. And I'm, I'm just going to say Dan. I just feel like... I get a weird vibe from him. <laughs> so does Kelly. Yeah. So who's going to the big heads, you think? So it's going to be someone on purple, right? Mm, seems like it. I'll, I'll take... We're saying the three na- same names, so I'll take Dan this time. <laughs> I'm going to take Tommy. Tommy's definitely getting the winner's edit so far. For sure. He's playing like he's the only smart person on the entire time. I know. <laughs> it's also weird that so far every everyone that goes to the big heads, like that's who goes to tribal that week. It is interesting. A curse, mayhaps. Maybe everyone's throwing challenges to try to flush out idols. I wouldn't. Pa- honestly, I'm half joking. I would not put it past everybody who's on this season to do that. I, that's where we're throw, at. Throw, throw, throw a challenge so that they can vote on anybody who goes to Island of the Idols. Like I kind of feel like that's what's happening. We're at that point in the game of Survivor where that's a strategy that I can see occurring. Well, okay, let's think about this. Who was on puzzles? Krishman Dean. And so if we go back and we look at this episode knowing that they've decided to vote out Finns, Karishma's throwing that challenge. They had a huge lead. It th- they throw was, the challenge. That was kind of what my note was, because it looked like Karishma was not trying. But yeah, I there feel was like... a part where she was trying to connect something that was very clearly the outside of the puzzle. <laughs> I but she she wouldn't have done that because I think she knew if Vince had the idol, she's the other person. The so I don't think she would have thrown it. Yeah, I don't know. And Elizabeth wouldn't have. As I say, Elizabeth wouldn't have tried to, that hard at the beginning. And she would have thrown a challenge. She's a competitor. Yeah, she can't do it. Um, by the way, I said Jack. For... for okay. I would like to see Jack go to Big Heads. I think that would be fun to watch. Yeah, he's so he he also hasn't gotten much content so far. No. It's Plan Z. 
Plan yeah, that's Z. the name of that's the episode. Plan Z. That's uh bad. I'm I'm gonna say it. Bad title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Survivor, hire us to choose your titles. We'll watch the whole episode and we'll pick something good. We promise. I'm gonna say Elizabeth. I'm gonna say Tommy. I'll take. I want a wild card. I'm gonna take Missy. Any other suggestions we want to make or I, predictions? See, I, I don't know. I I think it's Tom because Tom is sitting here talking and thinking all the time about everything. Like he seems like he's the strategist of everything. So to me, it's like, oh, he would be the person who's like, well, I guess we have to get a plan C because of the situation we're in. Well, whoever it is, it's someone who's frankly not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most people would have said Plan B. He went all the way to the end of the alphabet, or she. Um, Women can be not creative, too. You know, <laughs> what yes. were you saying, Lauren? I was going to say um, only one of us correctly guessed something from last week. It was me. Yeah. Um, Just saying. No one got who got voted out. No one got who went to the big heads. And no one got the batard. But we knew, we knew Jack was going to say that title. So any other thing we want to predict? Who's going to have the best time? Who's going to make the most friends? Jack. I I was going to say it's me. Okay. With you guys. I can say that. Okay. <laughs> okay, never fucking mind. <laughs> and there it is. There's the video. Lauren list. put out the candle. <laughs> Tyler decided to put out mine. No, Quinn, I want to be friends with you. I do. I, I believe actions, not words. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can uh, listen to Quinn and Lauren's other podcast, uh, One Star. And you can listen to Tyler's other podcasts, Silver Screen Breakdown, and a few others whose, uh, uh, to be honest, names I do forget at the moment. <laughs> uh, Generation Animation is the other main one. And they're all on Fan Off. Yeah, they're all on the Fan Off network of podcasts. Lauren said mockingly for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure where that resentment came from. (laughs) As a sibling, you can find resentment anywhere. (laughs) The name of the episode is Vengefulness. (laughs) Lauren, a vengeful god. (laughs) Accurate. Alright, thank you guys for listening. We'll we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Find us at at snuffedpod on Twitter. Lauren started staring at the fire. Well, it's kind of making me nervous. Well, then put it out. It's time. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Ooh, that was a good one. That was nice and loud. No, Lauren blew, go, yeah. Lauren blew the flame right into the mic. <laughs> and it didn't go out. <laughs> there we go. It sounded like it did. You guys, you could have lied. No one can see you. No, we don't lie about the candle. The candle's sacred. <laughs> the candle of truth. If they yeah. can't trust in the candle, what can they trust? And? Yeah, and the episode's over. <laughs>